This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. All right, I appreciate you tuning in tonight. Another show coming up tomorrow, and then we'll have the hockey game on Monday. Want to update that scoreboard for you quickly. Now into the third, the Lightning lead, the Flames one zip. Corey Perry has the only goal of the game. Also in the third, Sharks lead the Sabres 3-1. It is the Devils up 2-1 on the Blue Jackets. Penguins lead the Flyers 3-1 in the first. Panthers and Stars 1-1. And after two periods, Minnesota leads Boston 3-2. Oh, Matthew uh, Boldy, first-round pick from a couple of years ago, has uh, his first in that game. Taylor Hall, his seventh for the Boston Bruins. Uh, yeah, we'll keep going on the theme of uh, goaltending. Are there fixes for the Oilers? Is that the big fix, or would you focus on something else first? And I still got to get to my uh, list of possible names, and this is just my list. There are, are a lot out there, so we'll weave that in as we move along tonight. But I want to talk about something really important that uh is back and of course like a lot of other events they uh they are adjusting but it is back and that is quick card edmonton minor hockey week and steve hogel is the general manager of hockey edmonton steve how are you doing i'm outstanding reed i'm just off the ice at Terwilliger. thrilling kickoff we had that egha huskies knock off swat snipers 4-1 absolute barn burner Okay. Now, are they still? Um, I, I I always forget. There's some, or maybe that's another tournament. Do they is overtime like three on three and then two on two, or how does that work if there's overtime? Yeah, no, you're you're dead on. You, you with every minute gone, you take one player off the ice. So we had one of our Wayne Gretzky Award winners today. She went down to like a couple players on the ice in her previous uh, minor hockey career. So minor hockey week career. So yeah, you you, you pluck the players off uh, one at a time with every minute gone in overtime. Okay. So I, I know I was on the Zoom call earlier today when you and some of the other dignitaries spoke. You got over 600 teams. You got 9,000 players. Uh, I think over 3,500 coaches and staff, a couple thousand refs. I, I, I believe it's going to be over 800 games, so it's off and running. But in this day and age with COVID, there's always a but or, you know, the however. So what are some of the things you're doing to uh, adjust in this environment, Steve? Yeah, I, 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 it's a real good point. And, and the but, I think, is we are proceeding with caution. That That's sort of the catchphrase, stepping very gingerly. We're really excited to have it launched again because, as you know, we lost it last year, and the kids were so disappointed, as were their families. So we're really jacked to have it back, um, but we are stepping gingerly and very carefully. We've introduced, as you, as you say, a number of measures to take extra precautions to keep it as safe as possible. You know, in the rinks, that admissions table and where you got your button for the week, 
It used to be a crush of people. Well, we've gone on and sold as many of those in advance as possible. We have them available on Eventbrite. So that's one thing that we're doing. We used to love to hand out the medals, and, and our dignitaries used to love to hand out the medals. We're having the coaches do that. Uh, our volunteers, which are a staple of minor hockey week, they used to run the timekeeper's box. We're having the home team do that. So all this is done in an effort to reduce touch points, interactions, and have those teams work as a cohort as much as possible. Okay. Uh, is there? Are, are, sorry if you touched on this. Are there any changes to who plays who? Like, is it more? You know what I'm getting no. at? Yeah, there is not, and, but but it, but it leads to a very very important point. Like the teams who are playing here, the teams that are playing out here, are playing teams that they played during the regular season. So so it's really important to note that we don't have teams coming from outside the region, uh, outside our borders. So these are teams playing teams that they would regularly play. The big difference, obviously is now you're in a bracket format and you're doing your darndest to try to wind your way to the gold medal game. Okay, all right, so, so some changes there. But, I mean, you're using tons of rinks and all that kind of stuff, so it's great that everybody uh, everybody is involved. So good for you guys that, that you got it all going. Um, I want to ask you a question because you're an Edmontonian. I know you were working for the Blades for Did you play in this tournament when you were a kid? Oh yeah. Now, now, now you've asked me a very awkward question because I've got to come clean with you and the listeners and let people know how old I am. Because when I played in minor hockey week, the games were outdoors. So that gives you an idea of how old I am. And, and if you got to the final, you got to play indoors. So, so that was the carrot, uh, the gardens, the old Edmonton gardens, um, but an absolutely magical tournament. And, you know, we've seen some legendary names come through like, uh, guys like like uh, Spurgeon, who, who's captaining in Minnesota now, and and people who are are currently playing, who, who played in the past, guys like Randy Gregg, um, so so some real high profile guys. But as you know, there are thousands of everyday people that that the teachers and and, and the doctors and and people who do you know like like really make a difference in our community so um yeah it's just a great way to connect with people to build friendships to build character and uh make our community stronger okay well that's uh that's pretty cool so how how late do the games go tonight because it was was the was this the puck drop late to late this afternoon this was the scaled down opening ceremony and our initial game so a couple of u11 teams huskies and snipers uh who put on a great great show for us so we had a a scaled down we had a a pandemic friendly ceremonial puck drop so we had our dignitaries putting the puck on the end of a stick and dropping it so so everything's done at a distance and and we're just trying to take things overboard being ultra safe so we can keep this train on the tracks one other thing i want to make sure i mention here and i'm hoping to get one or more of these youngsters on the show in the next week or so because some of my most memorable interviews over the years have been with the wayne gretzky award winner steve Oh yeah, Abigail. We had we had three of them tonight, and uh, just all outstanding. Uh, uh, two young men and one young woman, and, and Abigail uh, 
uh, from the EGHA Bantams. Um, you know, she was really well spoken in terms of uh, the value that hockey's meant to her in terms of her development, not only on the ice but in the community as well. And and as you know, these award winners are recognized for that off the ice work as well as the on the ice. And Abigail is the one that uh, played down to a couple of players in the overtime in uh, minor hockey week in one of the previous years. So she's really well spoken. She'd be a great guest for you. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to do that as well. Uh, this is obviously a big one. Uh, what else can you say about the season that has uh, has been behind for hockey Edmonton and coming up after uh, Quick Card Edmonton Minor Hockey Week? Because you and I have stayed in touch over the last year or so, and there's uh, always been a lot of dancing and adjusting along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know what? I mean, we've got these extra measures in place, and and uh, just we 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 are trusting our people to do the right thing, and. and and uh, they have been absolute rock stars for us following those health measures that are in place, not only by uh, the province, but the city uh, amped theirs up higher than what the, the province had set down. And now we're asking them to take their game to another level as well with these added provisions in place. But you know what? By and large, they've been just great following the rules. And just because of the size of our organization, we're going to have every once in a while one that goes offside where you know somebody might not be wearing a mask or a mask properly or somebody's given some pushback about a qr code at the door but that comes with the turf when, you, when you've got almost ten thousand uh, kids in the capital region uh you're gonna have the odd case like that but by and large people have been fabulous and and we need them to do that obviously to keep the kids on the ice okay i i know you got to get back to all the work you had to do that did i miss anything important steve no, that's that's great, you know, and and really appreciate the time. It's always read, and and it's such a such a an important part part of our our minor hockey uh, legacy. I mean, generations of players have enjoyed it over the years, and seeing these U11s, I'm telling them uh, on the PA system tonight, you know, you're the future generation. You're going to grow up playing in this tournament year in year out, and and. Uh, you know, it, it's a real funky year to be doing it. And, and Lyle Best, uh, our, our lead sponsor, uh, for 22 years, really hit the nail on the head when he was talking about, you know what, it's, it's a tough year for sure. Uh, we're being ultra safe, but it also also demonstrates the resiliency of our, our community and our people in our community. And, and hey, we want to keep everybody safe and don't want anybody to go outside. So uh, we're trying to do this as safely as we can and make sure that uh, we all get through it together. Yeah, well said. Steve, thanks for doing this. Keep in touch, man. All the best. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Reed. Take care. Steve Hogle checking in. General Manager of Hockey Edmonton is quick card. Edmonton Minor Hockey Week gets rolling. So good summary there from Steve. Uh, I'm sure some of you listening are involved in the in the week as a player, coach, ref, or however it's uh, going to be. So good for you. Hope it's a fun one. Hope it's a safe one. And I'm glad that it is uh, off and running again. I can tell you that as Steve and I were chatting, the Tampa Bay Lightning got another goal. This one from Braden Point, his 12th of the season. So Tampa Bay now leading the Flames 2-0 with 1246 left in the third. They are out shooting Calgary 30-15. So Dan Vladar in net for Calgary tonight doing what he can to keep uh, the Flames in it. But the Lightning, obviously very good. And they got the uh, lead on the Flames so far this evening. All right. So the Oilers did not practice today. They will practice at... 11 a.m. tomorrow at Rogers Place, gearing up for the game on Monday against the Ottawa Senators. I, I do not know their schedule after that. Uh, I, I mean, I'm guessing Saturday and Sunday, maybe one of those is an optional as uh, as you get ramped up, or maybe they practice three days in a row and then have an optional morning skate on Monday. And then 
I, I don't know what they're going to do for the break. I mean, they play on the 10th and they don't play again until the 20th. So I, I would guess there's going to be at least three days off, maybe, maybe four as uh, you know, you're not just going to make them practice without games on the horizon for, for nine days between games. But uh, I can tell you for now, 11 a.m. practice tomorrow for your Edmonton Oilers. Okay. We'll get into some uh, goaltending possibilities and the phone lines are open as well. 780-496-0063 presented by Sir. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Indeed, professional grade building materials. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. ourselves as players our team our goalies nobody we're not quitting um still lots lots of season left right but it's frustrating um eventually you you have to find a way to to turn it around and obviously we're hurting right now with with key players out um that never helps but every team's going through that so um yeah we just gotta figure it out eventually yeah, Leon Dreisaitl, after the game last night, obviously a lot of speculation about some sort of changes for the Oilers, a trade, Dave Tippett, you know, coaching change, what would happen there? I saw Emily Kaplan from ESPN reporting that th- there could be a change if they lose to Ottawa. Well, I mean, okay, obviously if they keep losing, something's got to give. Um, so just obviously something we will uh, keep an eye on. It has been a struggle indeed for the Edmonton Oilers and Tampa Bay has now scored two goals very quickly to go up four, nothing on Calgary with nine 36 left in the third period. We have Tim on the open line. Hi, Tim. Thanks for calling. Hey, how's it going tonight? Reed? Yeah, good. I'm glad to hear from you. Hey, uh, yeah, I just want to chime in on your, this goaltender issue that they're talking about in Edmonton. It's been an ongoing thing for a lot of years and they've never really figured it out. It seems like they've ruined a lot of goalies. Edmonton had some good goalies up and coming. And uh, the tandem looked pretty good at the start of the year. But the whole team hasn't really put together a solid 60-minute effort the whole year. Would you agree with me? Uh, Well, I'd say over these last 13 games, there's only been maybe... I mean, they won two. I, I thought the effort was there last night, but they still lost. So, yeah, I mean, the last 13 games... I wouldn't say I, the whole se- I wouldn't say the whole season. Yeah, I, 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 I've been a season ticket holder for a lot of years, and I just, I just the seasons they look rough. They have, they can't put together three good periods. It seems like they play good for forty minutes, and then they give up and they let a deflating goal in, and or they get a big save from the other end, and the team's deflated going back out. Mm-hmm. I, I, it almost looked like ever since they announced that uh, NHL players won't be going to the Olympics. Con- the, the wind is out of Connor's sail in, in my eyes. But Yeah, I, I never thought about that connection. I mean, I, I think Tim, um, like I know Tip's under fire, and I, I actually think he's, like I think if you're coaching in the NHL, you, you know quite a bit about hockey. Yep. I, I just think 
I, I just think, and Hitch did it. Hitch did it more than anybody, and even Todd did it. They play those guys a lot, and I understand the temptation, but I wonder after a while if that disenfranchises the bottom six guys a little bit. I, I mean, look, I, someone like me, and I'll, I'll criticize myself here. What do I say? Yeah. Bottom six didn't score. Bottom if they did, they'd probably be sitting there thinking, who's this Wilkins guy? I played nine minutes. How many goals am I no. supposed to score in nine minutes, right? <laughs> That's right. Edmonton's never had a good bottom six in this last run with Connor. But, let me, got, but, but again, Connor's have got, they been given the opportunity got, to excel? Yeah, Connor's got, what, he's seven years into this contract? It's kind of an act thing now for the others or, or you know, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel with them, right? Like, it's, they haven't had a good goaltender behind them to run this whole run with them. And with that good a player, you should have at least made a bit of a run by now. And it just, it just seems like Edmonton's got terrible puck luck against their goalies. And I'm not saying that it's – I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's, it's something tough to watch okay. some nights. And, don't hang up. I'm going to tell you something, okay? Yeah. Did you hear earlier when Did you hear earlier when I gave the five-on-five five save percentages? Yeah. Okay. So in you, you remember the 16-17 season, obviously, if you're a fan and a season ticket holder. So yep. Cam Talbot played 73 games and was awesome, quite frankly. Yep. The Oilers' five-on-five five save percentage, and we can attribute most of it to Talbot, was 927. Yep. They made yep. the playoffs. He, they weren't a yep. they weren't a great defensive team. They had Talbot. Nope. They had Talbot. But the next year, Talbot fell in that same rut they're putting against Koskinen right now with the first goal letting in. He yes. was blowing the first goal by him, and it was deflating the team. It seems like it completely takes the wind out of sails. The other team sits back, plays a plays a five in the in the mid zone, and they can't get by him. Like it, and it, it's just the Oilers. I don't know what it is with them. It's it's a tough thing to watch. Like I said, some nights, but hopefully they can figure it out moving forward and. But the way they're playing now, if they don't figure it out soon, they're not making the playoffs this year. Well, no. I mean, if it, it like, here's the thing I've always thought, Tim. Once you get kind of into the second half of the season, yep. four four points or more is a lot to be behind a team. Like, if yeah. like, I know some people are probably like, wait, like that's two wins. Yes, it's two wins. But then if you lose the third game and the other team wins, then you're behind them again, right? Have like you ever, it's, yeah, have you ever looked at the stats this season? I haven't looked into it, but how many have they lost to the Western Conference, to the Eastern Conference, the points that matter, right, the four-point games? Oh, I, I think they have a lot of Western, a Western Conference uh, they were doing left it, that, I, I think they've done better against the, the uh, West, haven't they? Uh, yeah, they have. Where is it now? Uh, they have done better against the West, but no, I, I don't, don't have it in the, front of me. But they've definitely done better. Thing. against I don't the know West. who the, I don't know who the answer for the goalie is. Um, I think Stuart Skinner needs another year in the minors. Ideally, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully, in my eyes, you know, you don't give up a first, but you give up maybe a second and retain salary or some way of making it work for Flurry and. Put a good goalie in there for the rest of the year and see what see what happens. Like, yeah. Well, you mentioned. Like I mean, it's a different thing. It's a it's a new line mate for Connor. It's a new goalie for. It's a new goaltender. The defense is weak. Like it's just it's a revolving door that they, that they can't figure out. And they have terrible puck luck. You can't take that away from the other. If you watch the games, a lot of those goals that go in on a nightly basis shouldn't go in the net. And it's a puck luck thing, right? But that's the NHL. Okay. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate it.
but that's Tim seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Okay, I will finally get to a list of goaltenders that I have. Some of them have been mentioned, but we'll just look at those a little bit. And Dave Campbell will have uh, some notes on the Elks as well. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.